Welcome to the WordPress Photography Podcast, the podcast for photographers who want to learn how to get the most out of WordPress to grow their photography business. You don't need to be a geek to understand WordPress. Settle back and listen as we show you how. Now, here's your host, Scott Wyden Kibowitz. Welcome to episode 40. This is the fourth of the Q&A series, which happens on every 10 episodes. So today uh, I am I am by myself. Uh, <laughs> I'm recording this podcast episode uh, on my own, and I'm going to go through all ten questions. Um, there really isn't much photography WordPress related news today. The only bit of news I want to share is that WordPress 4.8 is dropping on June 8th. So be prepared; that is coming very soon. Uh, but with that, let's just dive in to the Q and A. So. As you know, uh, as I said just a little bit ago, every 10 episodes, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, and so on, it is a Q&A episode. So this is the fourth of all of those 10 questions every 10 episodes. So if you want to ask a question, go to imagely.com slash podcast slash Q and get your uh, question submitted for episode 50. Okay, so question number one, Joe asked, I understand how a person can work SEO to get higher in searches, say for a city a person lives in, uh, how does one try to get higher rankings for a state or even for the entire web? For example, if if I sell fine art print or wall prints, how does one show up if someone searches fine art landscape photography in Minnesota, or if they don't put in the word Minnesota, does Google take into account the person searching from Minnesota and give preference to Minnesota photographers? How do you get on top of the more broad or general searches? So this is a very complex question. This is not something that I can we can provide an answer for 100% in the pod, this podcast episode. However, the principles are the same no matter what keywords you are trying to rank well for. So create quality content, optimize for keywords, get local citations for those specific places, get backlinks, uh, just make sure that you are being uh, creating the best possible quality content you can that is being shared, that you're doing, you're making sure the, the actual text is optimized, the images are optimized, you've got video content, um, you've got a whole lot of, a whole wide range of things that are going to help. Local citations are extremely important for local SEO. So if you want to rank well for Minnesota, you need to make sure that you are um, uh, doing just general optimization for Minnesota. But if you want to rank well for a specific location in Minnesota, let's say um, uh, uh, whatever, Minneapolis, right? So you want to rank well for Minneapolis, Minnesota, you need to make sure you have local citations. That means your your address that you're registered with in on Google, on Bing, on, on Yahoo, and et cetera, on Yelp, it's all local, a physical address in Minneapolis, Minnesota that you're getting quality reviews for all these different locations or for, for, all, for this location from all these different places and the quality reviews are gonna help with the citations. So yes, if somebody searches for a photographer and they happen to be in Minnesota, Google is going to put a preference on local photographers to where they actually are. But otherwise, some people do search specifically for Minneapolis, Minnesota. So uh, you either way, it'll sort of, Google smart enough to, to, to give the right results. So as long as you are doing the right thing, people will, uh, and putting the work in, then then people will get your result. 
no matter where they're searching. Question number two, Blake asks, the other day I could have, couldn't open or collapse any menu items in the back end. I started unplugging all, uh, unplugging all plugins one by one to figure it out. Nothing after 58 plugins. Turns out it was affiliate WP and needed me to up, upgrade my database. Once I did that, the menu items could open and close. I guess my main concern is how can plugins affect the back end so much that collapsing and opening menu items is impossible until you update. To include anything in a Divi Builder, was this uh, was this Divi related or plugin related? It's okay, so um, some plugins uh, modify core functions of WordPress. Okay, meaning. WordPress has collapsible features and some plugins modify that. And Affiliate WP does not modify core WordPress functions, but Divi does. So it is very possible the fact that Divi was active and Affiliate WP was active and Affiliate WP was trying to use a function that Divi was modifying, that things would break. So yes, it's very possible for one plugin to cause some, some havoc, have uh, havoc <laughs> um, on your site, and uh, it's just a matter of troubleshooting, like you did. Fortunately, you found the problem, uh, or you found a solution at least. And by updating the database of affiliate WP, it probably no longer needed the function that was being um, modified, something like that. So, um, yes, it's very possible. And the solution is just disable plugins, go one by one to figure out what it was. Okay, and by the way, just because as you, as you found out, it, Affiliate WP was not actually the cause. It was actually a combination of Divi doing something and then and the other plugin needing the function that was being modified. So it wasn't actually caused by Affiliate WP. It just happened to be included in that mess. Okay, question number three. Anka asked, what is the difference between tags and categories? So they are both methods of organization, also known as taxonomies. Categories are meant to be used once per post, whereas tags are meant to be multiplied. So just as if you were keywording photos in Lightroom, you would also sort of tag using multiple tags or multiple keywords in WordPress. Now, this doesn't mean that it's good for SEO. It's just used for organizational purposes. So for example, if you are a photographer who has content for weddings and then content for engagements, you have two categories, weddings and engagements, just two categories on your blog. But then you might have tags like this, this engagement was in New Jersey, but this wedding was in New York. So you could have tags, which are the locations of, of each, uh, of each wedding or engagement session. So that is a difference. Um, tags. So, so, um, so you, but you could have you could do, do tags by location. You could do tags by the venue. So if the venue was ABC, so you could say um, this is a wedding category, but then it's in New Jersey and it's the venue ABC as tags. That's the difference between tags and categories. Categories are one, tags are multiple. Okay, Anka also asked, are tags the same thing as meta keywords? So I sort of mentioned that briefly. No, in fact, meta keywords should not be used in content anymore. You should not be using meta keywords in blog posts or pages. You should, however, be using meta keywords in the images that you're using. So uh, be sure to leave your keywords in the metadata when you export out of Lightroom or Photoshop, but 
um, in when you're in Yoast SEO when you're creating your content, you do not need to put meta keywords. Uh, it doesn't help your SEO anymore. In fact, it just tells your competitors what you are trying to rank well for. Okay, question number five. D asked, how can we control or at least manage hot linking of our images by unauthorized websites? There are some plugins for this, but have not been updated in years. No right-click prevent, uh, pre preventing copying of images only works from your site, which is true. Once found in Google Images, the link to the images are there for anyone. Can we block the image folder with exceptions, uh, a, with exceptions as a plugin or in co or as code required? So, um, yes, as you mentioned, there are there's a free plugin that does hot link pre prevention. It still works just because it hasn't been updated in over two years. Doesn't mean it doesn't work. Um, I think there's 10,000 people using it, so obviously it's working. Uh, if you prefer something that's been updated more recently, a plugin like SecuPress, which is a full security plugin suite, uh, that includes hot link prevention of images. Uh, or if you want, you can use code which would go inside of HD Access. I would not recommend a novice to do this because if you mess up in HD Access, your site goes down. But otherwise, you can do a Google search for uh, hot link prevention HD Access and you'll get a script that you can put in your HD Access. And just be sure that you have access to fix it if you make a mistake or if it doesn't work for you. Okay, question number six, Matt asked, uh, I've used NextGen from the beginning and I bought the NextGen Gallery plugin for Lightroom from Alloy Photo two years ago. Should I replace it with the Imagely plugin? And if so, why? So uh, it depends. The two plugins offer the same publishing task from Lightroom to NextGen Gallery, but are, they're very different. If your server doesn't block the Alloy plugin and you're happy with it, then there's no need to switch. But if you're constantly getting blocked from publishing with the Alloy Photo plugin, then I recommend switching to the Adobe from to the uh, uh, Imagely Lightroom plugin because you will not get blocked. Simple as that. Um, there's no reason to switch if your server doesn't block the Alloy plugin but it's very common for that plugin to be blocked because of the method it uses to transmit the images and the data. Uh, all right. Number seven, uh, Vitaly asked, when I disable a plugin, does it always keep its configuration for the next time it will be enabled again? I have some plugins that took considerable time to configure, like caching, for example, and even slight changes in their settings might lead to big problems. Other plugins are easier to configure, but there are a lot of them and I don't want to check every single one to make sure they are all configured correctly. Um, okay, so my answer to that is well-coded plugins will retain their settings even after being disabled. However, poorly coded plugins will lose their settings every time they're disabled. And some plugins offer backup options for their settings and some offer removal during deletion, which is a form of uninst uninstallation. So how do you tell if a plugin is well-coded or not well-coded? That's uh, it's hard to say. Um, if you do disable a plugin and you go to reactivate it and everything's been reset, you know it hasn't been coded well. My suggestion is replace it. Uh, but another way to tell if a plugin is potentially well-coded or not is how many people are using it actively. And recent reviews, not old reviews, recent reviews. Um, so for example, NextGen Gallery has 1.3 to 1.5 million users, something like that. Um, and our, the star rating 
is uh, 3.7 out of 5, which doesn't look great. But if you look, majority of the recent reviews in the past couple years are five stars. So um, it, it just because the, the ratings don't look good at first glance, if you dig into them, you'll see they're all good. So um, anyway, <laughs> uh, so so that's my answer is is. Uh, if it loses its settings, try to replace in the plugin because it's probably not coded correctly to retain settings. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, question number eight. Tom asked, uh, I am a landscape nature photographer. I'm getting into portrait and headshot photography. I've gotten feedback from various folks. Uh, since these photography types are too dissimilar, that it is best that I convert my current nature site to my portrait headshot sites and to create a new and free way to promote my nature landscape stuff. It was further suggested that I make a separate Facebook page just for that. Use photo sharing sites and in-person locations like galleries or local businesses. First, do you concur? And second, since my current domain will become my portrait domain, would I need to create a new separate domain for my landscape nature stuff? Or could I promote my nature stuff without having a domain specifically for it? All right. Um, I would not create a separate domain. Instead, in the top menu, have three options. Portraits, headshots, landscapes, or for nature, if you want to separate it that much. Then on each of those pages, have the have options uh, about, or information rather, about these specific genres. And can continue to funnel people through a portfolio of that genre. Why people should hire you and so on. Then finish with booking for headshots and portraits and sales galleries for landscape to nature. Just create this flow, this, this funnel. Yes, it might look a little strange to have those two completely separate genres on one site, but at the same time, you're helping your site by having all the content on one site, all the traffic on one site, all the backlinks on one site. Uh, if you really want to separate it, you could go for just a 500px gallery for your landscape and nature stuff, because that does well there. Um, but otherwise, or you could go for a separate site. But my recommendation is keep it all in one and just keep it well organized. And if you um, rewind and go back to tags and category question, same thing is used for blogging with um, these different genres. Separate the categories for the with, blog, with the blog content. All right. Number nine, Jesse asks, should I separate a site for each niche and how would it impact SEO? So very similar question. Uh, my answer would be very similar. It depends on the genres of uh, the photographer, uh, how similar they're they're related. It also depends on if you can if you can clearly separate and organize each genre's content. SEO wise, it's better to have one domain than multiple. And Google is smart enough to rank and recommend content based on topic. So, if you can or organize it well uh, in page-wise, gallery-wise, information-wise, booking-wise, uh, sales-wise, and if you can separate and organize the content, the blog content, then you're fine, right? Um, right, next, last question. Last question, man, I am pumping through these questions. <laughs> Lane asked, number 10, Lane asked, should I spend more effort on my website and blog or Instagram? I love this question. Um, a lot of people disagree with me, but I suggest spending 80% of your time creating the content for your own website. Page content, 
blog content, whatever it is, content on your own website, spend more time there. 20% of that time should be used promoting that content on places like Instagram and Facebook. However, the only caveat to that is if you are YouTubing or doing Facebook videos, obviously you're creating the content there first, but you wanna make sure you're embedding those videos into your blog so that you're creating content for your website as well because when those are connected, it helps both do better. Your website will do better and the video will do better on those social channels. All right, so this has been episode 40 of the WordPress Photography Podcast. Again, if you want to get your questions in for episode 50, go to imagery.com slash podcast slash Q to submit your questions. No questions are stupid. No questions are dumb. All questions are good, even if it's one that's been asked a million times. I can't guarantee we'll get to all of your questions in episode 50, but we need 10. So submit your questions so that we can get to them. Uh... The next episode might be on my own again. I'm really deciding how I'm going to handle it. I have something to tell you about changes coming to the podcast, and I'm not sure. I'm still trying to work out the details of how the changes will come uh, and what to expect. Um, I do have one question for you. Uh, I'm going to ask you a question. Do you appreciate the video aspect of the podcast, or do you only listen via audio? Because part of this change that will be coming will be dependent on whether we are switching to an audio-only version. If you, uh, if you like the video, please tell us on social media, tweet at us, Facebook us. Um, you can Facebook me, tweet me. I don't care if you're sending it to me personally. You could go to the podcast question link, which I just sent you or just told you about, imagery.com slash podcast slash Q and just submit a question, but make the question just saying, I love the video, or I love the audio, I only listen video, or I only watch video, I only listen audio, stuff like that. Tell us if you like the video or not, or if you prefer the audio only, because you know what, it is a time saver. We can pump out episodes quicker and easier if we only do audio, but uh, I know that videos are getting viewed, so I really wanna see if it's worth continuing with the video or not. So. Please let, let us know what you think, what your preference is, and get your questions in. Thanks for watching, thanks for listening, and we will see you and talk to you in the next episode. You've been listening to the WordPress Photography Podcast. To listen to other episodes and to subscribe to the podcast via iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and more, please visit imagely.com forward slash podcast.